What up, what up, what's going on, people? It's your boy Sherman on Bat Back here on the ones and twos come against us. Guarantee you lose. You already know what time it is. We're joined into another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment, man. Oh, bad. Let's just get right into it, doing. We got a lot of talk about this, this, this today, man. 2020s has been a wild year, and people are just talking reckless these days, fam. Uh, you know, we, we're gonna we're gonna talk about your boy Kyrie Irving here in a little bit, but I am. <laughs> man, off, all kind of off little topic a little bit. This dude, Jake Paul, this little YouTuber uh, kid oh, out my here, goodness. talking reckless, dude. Right, with so your boy Conor McGregor. What the hell is going on with you? What's going on with catches just, just popping off, man? I don't know what it is. Uh, who was it? I think maybe it was Mike Tyson who said social media has allowed people to be disrespectful and not have to worry about getting punched in the mouth. And that's what the situation is here right right now with Conor McGregor uh, and Jake Paul. Jake Paul of uh, most recently knocking out Nate uh, Robinson. Uh, if that's something to be excited about, knocking out somebody a foot small, a foot smaller than you, <laughs> right. um, uh, and is now talking extra reckless about trying to offer Conor McGregor and Dana White a $50 million deal uh, mm. for uh, Conor McGregor to box Jake Paul, to box, to box Jake Paul. And I think he should take it, but really need to make it an MMA fight because, oh, you know, I don't know how strong of a boxer Conor McGregor is, but really at this point, Jake Paul needs to get knocked out so that we can see this kind of, you know, mm -hmm. go away and slink I into mean, the nightlife. We saw, we saw McGregor in his one boxing match of all time against, against Floyd. You know, he looked all right for the first couple of rounds, but then obviously... He just got tired. It was we all know Floyd was going to win that, but I mean, this is yeah. this is like a celebrity boxing thing. It, it would be no more than like let's say three rounds or so. So I think McGregor can definitely last. I think McGregor would just lay this dude out. But yeah, you said it right, man. Tyson said it, you know. And this dude, like, and like Tyson once said, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the punched in the face. Facts. So I think Jake <laughs> Paul might need a, a plan correction. Hey, there you go. That's what I'm saying, dude. But uh, let's keep moving. Let's get into this NBA. We will talk about your boy Kyrie in a second. But I wanted to point out that uh, man Giannis Antetokounmpo signed a supermax deal with the Buccaneers. Looks like he will be staying in Milwaukee. I was kind of, I wasn't that that surprised about it. However, I just was was waiting to see if Milwaukee improved the squad a little bit before he signed the deal. Cause they pretty much got the same team they did before. And with this team right now, look, they got upset by Miami. I mean, what can they got to, I feel like they got to build more around Giannis because he's talking now in the next five years, what's his plan? You know, he wants to have kids and he wants to win a championship. He can make, he can do the first one. I don't if it, <laughs> easily, yeah. you know. You, you know? can say you want to win a championship, but that's what everybody says when they sign 258 million or whatever it is. 228. Uh, 228 million dollars from their uh from their employer i'll absolutely mm -hmm. say that i want to do the the pinnacle of bringing home a championship and not, not that he shouldn't have that that mentality that's great you want to hear from your star player right. also he's been close enough you know first team to 50 wins back to back i mm -hmm. think one of the 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 first team to win is 50 points uh 50 games mm -hmm. back to back over the last two seasons but let's be realistic here as obvious without Antetokounmpo on the floor uh they are not a formidable team i mean they're mm -hmm. really easy to shut down if you just keep of a lot disallowing him to drive the lane he doesn't have much of a perimeter shot. He doesn't have much of a three-point uh, outside the arc shot. So he is very much a one-dimensional. I'd say I'd say he's worse than Dominique Wilkins in his one-dimensionalness. Uh, because if you just want to play with your back to the basket, I mean, I think he's developing his outside game. Though, however, I'll, I'll actually disagree with you there a little bit. I think he's coming along with the outside game quite well. And if he does develop a three, man, watch out! Remember, this is a two-time reigning MVP we got here. But really, just about the team itself, they haven't improved. And you. 
their two all-stars and Giannis and Chris Middleton are cannot compete with the two all-stars in LA, whether it's the Clippers or the Lakers, where yeah. LeBron and AD or Kawhi and PG, PG yeah. you know, Chris Middleton is a very good player. He made an yeah. all-star team, you know, last year before yeah. that. Good for him, but he, I don't consider him that on that elite all-star kind of level. And for yeah. Milwaukee to get get a championship, you know, they have to bring in someone else, like the Lakers did with AD, and we all know, and the Clippers did, you know, there, you know, um, yeah. will you know, will 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 obviously things are different in Houston now, of course, as we all know. Yeah. Um, we the, the Nuggets are getting better, the Mavericks are getting better, things like that, but they're not going to really be able to compete for a chip. So I'm just, I was just surprised that he signed the deal before knowing Milwaukee's plans. Like, Hey, look, we signed X all-star. We signed yeah. Y all-star yeah. dude. Okay. Yeah. Prove the team. Ben, I'll, I'll ride out with you, but they haven't improved. So it's going to be interesting to say the least to see what they kind of do and to help procure his future, because very, it's, it could be very well said that maybe after a year or two, he's like, no deuces, trade me, son. I'm, I want to get out of here. True. I mean, I, let me ask you this, knowing that we now have Kyrie and Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant making his return and not looking too bad with his 15 points on 24 minutes, uh, didn't hit anything from beyond the arc, but mm -hmm. obviously we know what the Durantula brings to the table, knowing that you've got a, a two star studded pairing of Kyrie and Kevin Durant in Brooklyn, right. mm -hmm. two star studded pairing of Tyler Harrow and uh, Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jimmy Butler down in Miami, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and at least you've got Kyle Lowry, Bam Adebayo uh, in Toronto. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm, it's hard pressed for me to even believe that Milwaukee could come out of the East knowing right. that the East is now going to be harder than it has been over the last mm -hmm. two years for what he's been able to accomplish. Especially with, with, with the two studs in BK out, out in Brooklyn, son, like, dude, Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo are not better than Kyrie and Kevin Durant put together. They're not, they're not, you know what I mean? So this is why, again, I'm surprised he didn't wait until the organization put more pieces around him, dude. You're right. The East is improving, especially now you got Russell, Russell Westbrook in the East in Washington. Now I don't think him and Bradley Beal will kind of stack up to guys yeah. like Kate, you know what I mean? To them. There'll be a but, six seed, but is that going to be enough to topple a higher seed? I don't think so. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know Russell, he can, you know, him and Beal, they can do some things. Maybe they bring in another piece who knows, but yeah. um, yeah, I, I, I just, I just think that they should have, they should have done more with Milwaukee. They, they were saying, you know, dude, they're willing to, excuse me on my language there. They're willing to give up everybody, dude. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's funny you say that because we've watched him as the MVP pick the last two rosters at the all-star game. Mm -hmm. And it's obvious he doesn't understand creating a roster right <laughs> let's let's this look at dude. this team that he stacked when he played in the all-star game he didn't give the east a chance to win those all-star games i don't think dude, he, he understands straight, he leverage big men pick straight big men. he doesn't understand leverage because you do not sign that super max until you tell them to bring in a team that could actually be formidable if i'm going to spend the next five years mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. what is it going to look like over five years how are we going to be competitive exactly. he must really think he has something against kevin durant kevin durant is going to show you what it looks like when you're competitive at seven feet mm -hmm. i don't i understand that you believe that that uh the the outside game is coming along for giannis at mm -hmm. seven years in the game he's not competitive enough as a big man considering other individuals his contemporaries such mm -hmm. like an ad who's playing at that height and what he's able to do i'm not asking you to have had point guard handles and then right. shoot mm -hmm. up five inches and be six something right, uh, right, by right, the time right. you're coming into co uh, college but you have to be a lot more it's it's ben simmons level where you're just not 
skilled enough at what you want to do he, underneath. I wouldn't say he's not as bad as Ben Simmons. He's not as bad as Ben Simmons, but the game should be far more. There, there should be advanced for what he's doing for where he wants to go to. I feel you. I feel you. All right, we'll see. We'll see what they do there. I know we're gonna, we talked about it. We said it more. We said it a second ago. Kyrie. Now he's been talking reckless. You know, not even responding to me. Just issuing out statements. You boy Charles Barkley sounded off. Basically, yep. quote, stated, quote, stop acting like you're the smartest person in the room, end quote. And you know what? Damn right, Charles Barkley, you are correct. Because Kyrie Irving is definitely not the smartest person in the room. This is the guy who believes the earth is <laughs> flat. Am. Okay? You yeah. know what? And, you know, he probably thinks he saw aliens in his backyard yesterday, too. You know what I mean? Like Easy Fox Mulder. This ain't the X-Files. <laughs> exactly, dude. What is up with Kyrie? I really don't know. It's just funny to me that other um players or uh, former players like like Barkley are finally realizing it's just this immature mind that Kyrie has I don't think his mind has developed you know and Barkley even said it dude he was in college for like six months relax <laughs> <laughs> I know he didn't go to any classes at Duke this man went to one of the smartest hardest educational uh, establishments in the nation mm-hmm. I know he didn't go to any classes dude you know what I mean he I know he was there for like 5.2 seconds okay <laughs> Play like, one game. Yeah. Wait, half a game, half a quarter, you know what I'm half saying? Whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And it's like, and no, but dude, this thing is dude thinks he's the almighty. He needs to just stay quiet. If he wants to bring up certain topics that have had to have context and yeah. relevance, that's fine. Yeah. You want to talk yeah. on social injustice, you want to yeah. talk about the game itself. Okay, all day, no problem. But are you just talking out the side of your mouth, dude? You sound you sound you sound stupid. I'm sorry. Can I put my old man hat on at 35 years old? We are dealing with an age group of Kyrie and younger who are born into the digital age. They can go onto their cell phone and get access to all the information of the world and go from not knowing anything to being very well versed in something in a matter of minutes, easily. Um, well, you know what, dude? Wikipedia does not give you all the facts, okay? <laughs> facts. <laughs> uh, speaking of, yeah. well, it's, anytime I can update the information on there, it is not the Encyclopedia Britannica. Let's Yo, go from there. Exactly. But, you know, I, I, again, I, I just feel like the smartest thing for him is to not stick to the media. To, to, I mean, just go out there and play. Let your game speak for itself and then move on from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. Now, to, to, to counter what Charles Barkley has to say, Pardon my French. I don't think anybody cares what Charles Barkley has to say. He's one of the biggest boneheads the game has ever <laughs> given us. One, he, he's, two. Just, he's just terrible. Tur- he tur- is terrible. 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 And the best <laughs> thing that came out of Alabama is his terrible play. Um, so, you know, I mean, I shout out to the Auburn War Eagles. Uh, now, you know, for me, my concern is that he does make a point about, hey, you know, you're you're a basketball player, like focus on that. But mm-hmm. then the problem is for us to agree to that, to, to say that that's something that we, we feel that should be stated. It has notes of Laura Ingraham telling LeBron James to shut up and dribble. Right. It, this he does does he does you know clear it up and say hey you know speak on social justice issues but social like justice, right right yeah yeah but I, I do but that means you have to be uh, knowledgeable enough educated enough to speak on that issue so if you feel like he's willing to speak on the social justice issues but he's not good enough to be it's not you can't pick and choose there if you want him to use his platform for something but he's just talking right his his words have no context that's yeah. my issue with the he's just making like blindless statements. And, and now he's no not sense. talking at all. And that's, there I think go. that's good. Fine. You know, okay. fine. If you don't want to talk, Kyrie, okay. But you're going to get fined every time you don't talk. Because it's, and I'm okay with you're that. contractually obligated to, we talked yes. about this last week, yes. I think it was. Yes. You're contractually yes. obligated to speak to the media. 
Okay. Yeah. If you don't want to do that, then fine. You'll get fine. And then you know what? If you don't ever want to talk to me again, then rework your contracts. That way you're going to take, you're going to get less pay, but you did but in your D in your deals and you don't yeah. have to talk to the media. Exactly. That's it, especially you know? in a major market, especially in a major market, you can't be in New York and not talk. That's to what them. I'm saying. Dude. You, I in, would agree you with that. Yeah. Brooklyn, son. It's not yeah. like you in, in, in middle of nowhere, Idaho or something like that, where dude. they don't care if you don't talk to, well, That's the a- local tribune said, I wouldn't talk to them. <laughs> yeah. Right. right? So <laughs> it's like run by uncle Billy and, and aunt Susie, like, dude, <laughs> no, this is New York is the Mecca center of media. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Epicenter, yeah. you know? It's like you went dude. there to not only just be a, a player, you came there for also the limelight on all the stuff that mm-hmm. comes with it. You, you're taking on the criticisms. And if you don't want to, then that's fine. We work for contracts so that they know that I'm not here to talk to anyone. That's yeah, fine. exactly. Exactly. In other news, uh, James Harden has, has come out again and said that he does want out of Houston after, say, he was a holdout. Then he kind of went back to the team. Now he's kind of, kind of going back on it. And he's pretty much saying, yo, let me go. He's got two years left on his deal. So it's going to be interesting to see who will actually pick him up with this contract because this contract was huge. We all know when he resigned with Houston, but man, you know, he says he's focused on being here, but yet he still wants out. I don't really know what you think of this so bad. Where, where do, where, what do, I guess, where does the, where do the Rockets really do with it? Or where do they go from here? I think you blow it up. I don't think there's anything in Houston worth saving. Uh, really, you know, they haven't been the same since Yao Ming got injured. Let's be quite honest here. Um, and and for them, I think, like 16 again, years ago. 16 years ago, exactly. I, I would rather them blow it up and send uh, James Harden to Indianapolis or to Indiana to go play with the Pacers, take as many shots as he wants because mm-hmm. they definitely need scores out there. Then he'll be fine. I mean, listen, he doesn't want, he wants out of Houston and probably into the Waffle House. This guy, it came back so big from the off season and the off season for him was only like, what, like two months, two. three months, maybe. Is that, uh, is that out of shape? So out of shape. And they were just like, well, where have you been the last few weeks? He was in Las Vegas partying with the baby. Uh, and then went to, I don't, I don't know, Miami or something like that. And, you dude, know, he was, was like, that dude was showing at the buffet, son. And, exactly. And it was like, oh, I was training, training, what lifting the fork. Stop, dude, training son. your mouth. He's, like, exactly. Dude. He's not, he's not focused. Houston is in the rear view mirror. He's going to come out here and take his shots. Like he always does. He was on that mm-hmm. Sean Kemp, uh, uh, weight <laughs> plan for the off season. And, you know, he had, he was so big that he had Rick, Rick Ross trending. You know, I just Yo, it's, seen that. That's crazy. so terrible. I mean, you know, like at least have some, have some class, have some character and you being a professional. Obviously it's not there. If your mm. mind's away from it, fine. Don't join the team. Just don't join the team. You yeah, know, man. Go, yeah, focus so on something. I- I got a I got a statement to ask you a bit, you know, um, little a, a little you write you mad here for NBA real quick to you. Mm-hmm. Let me say to you a bit, you write you mad. The Nets should trade Kyrie Irving for James Harden because Kyrie will be too much of a headache. Sherman, you're right, but you mad. And I say that because you didn't invest all that money to see what uh, we've already said that that the team that came out of the or, you know, almost came out of the East, uh, one of the biggest teams that came out of the East two years ago in the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks is not a match for the combination of Kyrie and Kevin Durant. So mm-hmm. you've got to give Kyrie and Kevin Durant a chance to maybe take you to the postseason. Will right. they get there? I don't know. I think they're going to blow up in uh, it, that's going to blow up in the face of that front office because we know Kyrie is a headache and he's already talking about their watch this air quotes coach uh, in Steve Nash, Nash because right. they don't look at him like a coach. They look at him like a friend. Mm-hmm. That man is too strong, hard-headed for coat for a friend. He needs a coach who's right. going to put him in place and tell him what to do. But he, apparently he doesn't need a coach. He says they don't need a coach. 
that's what got him out of Cleveland. He didn't want uh, uh, LeBron coming in and being, being his player coach on the floor. He just doesn't feel like any, again, he thinks he's the smartest person in the room, just like Charles Barkley said, and no one can tell him nothing. Mm-hmm. You're right that they should trade him before the headache starts, but you're mad because they have to give it a chance for what they invested. And Absolutely. then you're going to get Harden. Harden, Harden is going to be a headache unto himself because Harden, you are not taking more shots than Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant is going to well, make he his will. presence known. He will. If he tries, Kevin Durant's going to become a problem because Kevin Durant didn't come over here mm-hmm. for somebody else to take all the and ball. James Harden, he's going to learn today if he tried to do that. Oh, my goodness. So, I'm telling you, man. Goodness, all right, it's going to yep. be interesting to say the least. Let's get into some college football, dude. Uh, I don't know if you saw, uh, Kerb Herbstreet made a little, uh, well, made some made, made some very bold statements the other day. I didn't know what, I think he hit the hit nail right on the head. He said he basically just calls for some changes to the play our system kind of quote saying our postseason is as bad as there is and we've got to figure out a system that opens up opportunities this season ends. the season ends january 12th i can already tell you in 2021 ohio state's coming out of big 10 clemson's coming out of the acc alabama's kind of out of the sec and he goes goes on and on and on quote you know what kirk herb street you right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And you know what? I think I've been saying this on this platform for months. I've been saying this. I've been saying this for quite some time. Longer than that. Be- Dude, they did having four teams in the college football playoff did not make it fair for the entire college football programs. Okay. It was never meant to. It was, you know what I mean? So you're just basically adding two extra teams who you feel at the top. It's not open to everybody. I'm sorry. Dude, it, it was, it made no sense okay we all know it's the same teams i think i was just talking about this off air the other day with our guest chris where we were saying it's gonna be the same clemson's the bama's the, the ohio states you know occasionally you throw in the florida's you know the notre dames whatever the case like that is you know the oklahoma's every once in a while but and that's it dude you tell me right now that that team from the mountain west conference is gonna lead is gonna jump into the top top four if they're going to feed no tell me a team from the, from the sun belt is gonna jump up no the Absolutely only not. way to make this fair for everyone is to have all division winners automatically eligible for the playoff. And if you have a, you know what I mean? And then maybe have like a one or two wild card. Right. I mean, what else can you do here, dude? I don't think you have it. So this is what I was thinking. Follow me on this one. Mm-hmm. You take the top two teams from every conference. There's 10 conferences in the NCAA division one, mm-hmm. right? So you, you take independence. Yeah. Independence. Well, okay. So then we have to make space for, uh, I forgot oh, that Notre, Notre Dame, Dame is only part of ACC for this season. Right. Um, so then you though, then the, even it out, you're going to have to take three from each conference or, you know, is there an ind- there's no other independent it's it just the uh notre dame is screwing us up because they're by themselves right so well, the, well i mean there's i mean you have like, liberty uh b wasn't byu independent now you got okay so so you take you you mass you know what i mean UMass, so, so you take two so, from each one maybe you do you match up all the independents on their own or you mix everybody together and you get 20 to 24 teams right? Mm-hmm. And you just do 12 on each side and you let them play down and you pick the number one seed. You do it kind of the way you do March Madness, right? But you honestly, it can't be March Madness. It can't be that, that, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, that, uh, randomized. Oh, no, it, 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 not that big of a field, but it can't be that randomized because you're mm-hmm. just going to get these teams squashing each other, right? Mm-hmm. There's, we know at the end of the day, the problem for me is that there isn't, there isn't a great solution because it's all going to come down to money. These other teams are not, do not. And this is the problem. Maybe the, the best thing that they could do is take college football out of college and stop acting like these aren't junior level professional teams out here. Okay. <laughs> because 
you know, Coastal Carolina can only put together so many great rosters of teams. Really, when they're when they've got seniors, that's when they're good. Right. When they got a stout stack of seniors, that's when they're good because they're not bringing in top tier talent that's going to play there. Do you know some of the guys who played at these schools? OK. Um, oh, what is his name? I can't remember the last 2000 yard rusher that played for the Tennessee Titans that actually came out of Coastal Carolina is never coming out of Coastal Carolina. Chris yet. Johnson. Chris Johnson, CJ2K. When is the next time Coastal Carolina is getting a CJ2K? That <laughs> CJ2K is going to Alabama to sit on the roster, mm-hmm. right? That they, they had Josh Jacobs, they had uh, Mark Ingram, they had they've had everybody. Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara went to Alabama, got well, left off of the. Chris, t- Johnson went, Chris Johnson went to East Carolina, not Coastal Carolina. Oh, so, excuse me, East Carolina, right? And but when still, was the last time we heard about them? Exactly, exactly. Like, exactly. It's the know, same like, thing. At the end, at the end of the day, these teams are just too moneyed up as programs for top tier colleges that guys aren't even going to get a chance to look at. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do you make this fair? I, it's, I don't think it's possible. You, you can take two I, I, teams out of every conference and just add more teams, but, but they're I think, not winning anything. But you still have to give them a shot. Though. Like I said, you got the 10 main conference D1 conferences. You got so you yeah. got. 10 winners right there. You got 10 and you get, you maybe you get two wild cards. Maybe you get one from the independent and then one other team that may kind of sort of miss that. You got 12 teams right there. You boom, there's your playoff. And if you think it's too, people are going to say, Oh, well, it's too many games. This season's going to go too long. Okay. Then you know what? Shorten the, shorten the regular season. Cause most of the teams yeah. play 12 regular season games, bring it down to 10. You have nine conference games, one non-conference games. So that way you still get those off, you know, off kind of matchups between like uh, Michigan and Notre Dame and Ohio mm-hmm. state, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. things like that. So you have one non-conference game, you have nine conference game. Boom. You got 10. Then boom. You start your playoff right there with your 12 teams. And there you go. And that's it, dude. I'm sorry. You're, you're obviously got to have your, um, excuse me, your uh, conference matchups, but still, but, but that's it. That's the only way to make it fair for these other random conferences. Like I said, dude, somebody, a team from the Sun Belt is not going to jump a team from the SEC that goes undefeated. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Never. It's, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen, dude. You know what I mean? Like, you can literally have an undefeated team coming out of the MAC, let's say. You know, let's say let's say Kent State goes, unde- goes undefeated one year. You're not yeah. jumping into the top four. Not absolutely not. I mean, we have 10 win, uh, nine win and O teams right now that will never see the top. That's four, what I'm saying. Right? Akron yeah. is not going to leap over a Florida team that goes under, you know, even if a Florida, let's say Florida goes 10, let's say Florida goes nine and one. Let's say you have a 10 game schedule, Florida goes nine and one, but Akron goes 10 and zero. they're not jumping over Florida. I'm sorry. Absolutely not. It's, still, and it's still not fair to all the other teams. That's the fact. Only way to do it. A, a lot of that also comes down to the fact that there's a selection committee and the selection committee is hundred percent biased. And we'll never, well, we're going to talk about it when we talk about the matchups coming up, but there is yeah, a, let's a go, issue get, get go ahead. Yeah, let's get in. So, so, you know, looking at, at the matchups coming up this weekend, we've got a couple of big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking, at uh number three clemson against number two notre dame which is a rematch of their last game that right. uh, notre dame won 47 40 in double overtime but trevor lawrence did not play in that game he was on right. the COVID reserve list and you can't right. play for like 10 days which added the that game that he missed and the mm-hmm. next week's game which was a notre dame game mm-hmm. i 100 percent imagine that clemson is going to trounce them just for mm-hmm. this unfinished business mm-hmm. but at clemson at number notre dame being number two there's a lot of other teams coming up behind them. Mm. Uh, so who moves into the number four spot with this loss? Who drops out? Are we assuming that one of these two teams between number three Clemson and number two Notre Dame is going to fall out? And what happens? I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm going to predict Clemson to, I'm going to pick Clemson to win this game. So they go, they're, they're sitting at 10 and one. Notre Dame's at 10 and one. Could they drop out of the top four? Yes. Could could the committee, because we all know the committee, you know, sometimes there are fans of Notre Dame in there. So I will, they, they have a chance of staying in because, you know, you have, 
you both have you have the same record. You split the you split the matchups throughout the year, so it's a chance they can stay in now. But you have to also look at the other matchup, which is interesting too, is the Big Twelve championship game, which we didn't really well, was going to focus on this, but I wanted to mention is Oklahoma versus Ohio, Iowa State. I think if Iowa State comes in there and beats Oklahoma somehow, they're nine and two. They have a Big Twelve championship. I think that's going to leap them into that top four over a Notre Dame, even at even at a ten and one, because they have that conference championship. Because we all know one of the big, big factors of getting in the top four is winning your conference. And, sure. Notre, and a, even though Notre Dame is part of the ACC this year, they will not technically win their conference. Okay. Ooh. You know what I mean? So that's why I say that. But You can have you know, that loss and say you hadn't lose to an ACC team. Okay. Right. But now obviously you look at Ohio State, they're going to be facing Northwestern for the Big Ten title. You got yeah. Bama versus Florida for the SEC title. I, yeah. I think we're both picking Ohio State and Bama in these two games, if I'm not mistaken, Obed. Absolutely. I mean, okay. So uh, let's say you got, let's say you got to have Bama at number one. Clemson beats Notre Dame. They jump up to number two. Ohio State beats Northwestern. They jump up to number three. So you have the fat fourth spot. Yeah, Notre mm-hmm. Dame is sitting at ten and one. You got you know Texas A&M. They play. They do a play game. They are playing Tennessee, but they're really for the, not for the conference title. So you know, I think they're get pushed out. So you look at either I, Iowa State winning, or if let's say Oklahoma wins, they're sitting at eight and two with a conference conference championship. So I'll say to you this is Oklahoma's eight and two possible eight and two conference championship winning record better than Notre Dame's 10 and one non-conference championship winning record. That's where you think you have to look. I think that's the key to all this is that big 12 championship game. To me, that's where it's going to come down to how the committee is going to decide. I obviously have no idea. I think they will still lean towards Notre Dame, but folks do not be surprised if that big 12 winner gets in the college football playoff. I would agree with you there. And I think the bias is so high that they're probably going to stick with Notre Dame to keep them in the top, top four. There's just so much in that. And that comes down to money that Mm -hmm. comes down to prestige. What would be a better game seeing Oklahoma or Notre Dame? Right. And it, dude, and the, just the revenue alone, they're going to make from the Notre Dame being in it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Notre Dame has exactly. that contract with NBC, as we know, the, 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 it's going to bring in so much more money. You're a hundred percent right. It will, even though Oklahoma may be that fancier team on paper or whatever the case is, but yeah. you're right. That it's going to come down to money. That's going to bring in more revenue for the, for the NCAA because we all know the NCAA is about making money and not sharing it with anyone else with anyone else <laughs> let's keep it going sir let's get into the nfl um i know you wanted to talk about the, how the owners are going to actually pushing back on this potential 17 game game schedule for next year is that right yeah so it looks like they felt like it was with everything going on it was best that they uh refocus and push that off to next year mm-hmm. uh which simply just means they'll have the 16 game schedule the last game i believe was supposed to be uh a division winners game a gives them a little more um, uh, flexibility for things to be competitive and have like a good matchup to close out the season when a lot of teams are actually like resting starters and getting ready mm-hmm. for the postseason. Mm-hmm. You know, there, it's I understand the competition committee trying to put this together, also removing one of the playoff spots to continue making things competitive down the line. But really, you opened up the playoffs to another losing team that we don't really need to see in the playoffs anyways, um, <laughs> to have those three games on wildcard weekend. Uh, now, if it's the right or wrong move, I 
think it was the right move, all things considered. I mean, a lot of teams have injuries. This has just mm. been such a crazy season um, that I'm even shocked that they're on schedule with things as is. Right, um, right. And I honestly would be, I, I just don't think they've done enough things to warrant having an extra game on the schedule, especially when you're only offering two more roster spot exemptions for each team. When we know that this is a very collision heavy sport and what is two more roster spots going to do for you, right? Like but that's not, they you- are going to decrease the preseason games. I went down to three to make up for that extra week. Is, is that correct? They are going to decrease the preseason games, but all you're doing there is hurting teams from finding a guy who might be a diamond in the rough. Your mm-hmm. Adam Thielen's undrafted free agent might not get a chance. Your Terrell Davis, 2,000-yard rusher, back-to-back mm-hmm. champion for the Denver Broncos, might not be seen in mm-hmm. that fourth preseason game where he gets to play more than everybody else. You know right, what I mean? Right, like right. It didn't make any sense for removing that one game because starters are still not going to play that third game, right? Like mm-hmm. it's they're gonna That's just going to make them, you know, play a half a game in the first game play three quarters in the second game and they're definitely not playing in the third game you're just taking away an opportunity for more talent yeah man so it's gonna be interesting to say say the least but i know the nfl is definitely they want it they would love to make it happen obviously another week means more money means more television revenue if you if you can get fans in the stands it means more money that way we all know obviously that's been restricted this year because of covid so we'll we'll see what happens there but yeah it's definitely it's just a money thing but you know what as long as they're giving the players that they're that, that that money too they're sharing it i'm yep. i'm okay with it yep. absolutely let's get into talk about some quick games that uh happened last week and of course the biggest one out of them all man uh buffalo bills they were circling them wagons folks give it up give it up for them buffalo and buffalo team man they circled the wagons around pittsburgh that was a heck of a game um man i was all about it dude buffalo came up with that victory 26 to 15 over pittsburgh Josh Allen looks like the real deal. He had a, you know, he had an okay game, but you know, I mean, just far as you know, statistically wise, you know, uh, but I mean, it's still, I mean, he completed what just under 50% of, of his passes, but still that's, that's okay. You know, um, man, again, Pittsburgh did the same thing, not running the ball. I Ridiculous. don't understand. You're a leading rusher and James Conner ran the ball 10 times for 18 yards. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, that's terrible what i don't we talked about this last week with chris on here who is this who is a pittsburgh fan you know why are they not getting back to the run obed i don't get it i don't think they have the personnel to run i mean let's be quite honest here without james connor out there and even when he does plays that seems to be an empty shell of himself Mm -hmm. uh they don't have anybody behind him benny snell is just not ready to for the limelight Mm um mcfarland is a nobody really you know they had a great one-two punch uh, with Jalen Samuels and James Conner last year. And Jalen Samuels came in and played fantastically for them. Um, but it seems like he's just not getting enough reps. You know, like, again, James, like you said, James Conner, 10, 1.8 yards per carry is just not getting it done. Again, Jalen Samuels played way better. And I don't know what the longest run was. Uh, everybody, James Conner's not healthy enough, you know, and, and my goodness, you cannot win down the stretch in NFL football if you do not have a run game this mm-hmm. late in season. Mm-hmm. I you just know, don't think it's... And look at the look at the other side in Buffalo. They ran for just over hundred yards. I mean, this was a very defensive defensive game for Buffalo. They they held Pittsburgh, you know, held Ben under 200 yards passing. So yeah. give it I'll say give it up for the Buffalo defense there. They did a great job. But man, Buffalo looks for real. They're sitting at 10 and 3 leading the AFC East. 
Um, and you know, sitting in what third, third Stefan Diggs looked amazing. Let's be quite honest. Stefan Diggs looked amazing. If they're for all the talk of Minka Fitzpatrick and, J- and uh, uh, Joe Hayden and all these guys in the secondary mm. for the Steelers, Could they weren't getting enough it. pressure up front to mm-hmm. force an errant pass. And they just, they just lost track of Stefan Diggs. He did whatever he wanted to, this whatever day. he 10 for 130 in a score. He was just ridiculous working that they lost my TVs. fantasy team. Cause the Steelers came out and shat the bed. <laughs> Yo, it happens, man. Don't go yeah. against those bills, baby. Um, <laughs> moving along, dude. Another so very surprise uh, matchup that went down this last week: the Eagles upsetting the Saints with rookie QB Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Man, that was interesting. We both had the Saints winning this one, and you know what? I think this is why the Saints are going back to Drew Brees this week. You know, we can mention that now, yeah. but they're taking the ball out of Taysom Hill's hands. This, you know, because I think everyone, they, they expect, they expected to walk over to Philadelphia in this one. I think we, yeah. we both did as a matter of fact. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But Philly, it wasn't even Jalen Hurts that much. It was the run game. You had, you had, well, it, it was Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts was part of that run game. Jalen Hurts ran for over a hundred yards himself along yep. with Miles Sanders. You know what I mean? Yep. So you have that dual threat, which you didn't have in Carson Wentz. That's why I think Doug Peterson will be sticking with Hurts for the remainder of this year. Yeah, he ha- he is that dual threat, dual threat quarterback they don't have in Carson Wentz, but you know Taysom Hill didn't do ha- two half that two for two ninety one and two scores, uh, but man, this was just a big upset, right? Yeah, I mean, really, I fault the defense for not being ready to come out here and play against Jalen Hurts. They didn't even really uncork Jalen Hurts in his first start the week before. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when they benched Carson Wentz, uh, they just got them on the run. I guess this is something that the, the, and there's really, I think the blame should go down on the New Orleans States defense. You gave up a hundred yard rushing, a hundred yards rushing to miles Sanders, a hundred yards rushing to Jalen hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gave up one run for 19 yards to Jalen Rager. Uh, and like, if you cannot that, that just munches up the clock, keeps you, keeps those guys out there for you. I mean, honestly, they lost, uh, they lost the battle in rushing yards. They didn't lose the battle in passing yards, but at that point you're playing catch up and Taysom Hill is not a catch up quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really look at him as much of a quarterback. I'm glad he was able to make some plays. Got Alvin Kamara looked like he came back to life a little bit, seven for 44 receiving, mm-hmm. uh, and, but you know, did nothing or I see me 11 for 50 rushing with one touchdown. That's yeah, just I, not enough. You're right. Cause they were playing enough. catch up because they were down 17, nothing at halftime. So they had to yeah. throw the rock at that point, you know, it's just, it's just not enough. And you know, Philadelphia's defense, you know, prime, finally came alive like they said uh miles sanders said that jalen hurts had had a natural born leadership tendency that that team needed i take that as a shot at carson wentz but again it is no secret that carson wentz is not a great leader and to your point i think that is enough for uh doug Pedersen, especially now that i feel like he's playing for his he's coaching for his job to stick with jalen hurts yeah it's it's gonna be interesting to say the least i mean because we talked, we then we talked about it last week. You know, Car they they paid Wentz all that money, you know. So I think they have to kind of stick with them just just off GP, just off general purpose, dude. They kind of yeah. just because you paid him that much, dude. You got to rock with him. That he's your man's. You fifty nine million dollars of dead cap space of him sitting on the bench, and I said he probably will sit on that bench for sixty million dollars. 
because he's white. <laughs> and if it's white, it's all right. That's what they tell you. I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> Don't right? believe the hype. <laughs> <laughs> another interesting game, Wayne Washington come out with another victory. They what, what, won five in a row now? Man, I'm just surprised that Washington's is playing better than expected, dude. I mean, you know, uh, man, good for them. Excuse me, this is four in a row for them, not five. Excuse me. But now it's being noted that Alex Smith will be out this week, this weekend due to injury. Uh, but and they will be the, the Washington football team will be going back to second year QB Dwayne Haskins against the Seahawks. That spells trouble for them. I mean, could they still win the NFC East? Absolutely. I think they've got what like a two game uh, lead on the Giants right now. If I'm not a two game lead against the Giants, and you're six and seven, and the Giants are the team in second place. Oh my God, the NFC yeah. East is terrible. <laughs> you know, or or one game, one game lead on the Giants, whatever the case is. But how? But still, you know, if the, what do you think of Washington now turning to Dwayne Haskins? If this just now is just basically the Giants' chance to just come back and take over that division? I can't even. I don't even know if I feel comfortable speaking on the fact that these teams are that bad. I mean, I, I, I think this does give an opportunity. I, the door's open for anybody, right? Yeah. The Eagles could go on a, a bender right now and win a bunch of games and maybe take it at the end to come down to the, the, the last game of the season to play for the NFC East title. I don't know. But, you know, the fact that the Washington football team is still in it at this point, good for them. Kudos mm-hmm. to them. A lot of that success is because Alex Smith is there. I expect them to start losing again when Dwayne Haskins takes over. Yep, yep, yep. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, let's get into our you right, you mad. Just one bold statement here. I think, old bed, this was yours, right? From- I actually have, well, I mean, I know what you're going to say, but I, <laughs> Sherman, you right, you mad. The Bills have a better chance of beating the Chiefs than the Steelers do. And of course you right, old bed. Dude, looking with the Steelers, how they came out last week, man. And, you know, quite frankly, you know, I know the Bills already lost to the Chiefs earlier this year. The Chiefs are an absolute powerhouse. They were, looks like they were down to Miami at one point, I think 10-0 down in Miami last week, but they came back and, you know, flexed their muscles, as, or of course, as they do. But, man, yes, the Bills have a better chance of beating the Chiefs in the playoffs than the Pittsburgh Steelers do all bad. Completely um, yeah. agree with you. Completely right? agree with you. The Steelers just look flat. They're not ready for the postseason if that's how you're going to play. If you're not going to cover the Bills like that, you're not going to mm-hmm. cover Stephon Diggs, you don't get that That's work. what I'm saying, dude. You know, and the, and look at it. You know, the, Chief, the, the Chiefs only beat the Bills 26 to 17. It wasn't like it was a blowout or anything like that. Fact. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and, you know, so I think the Bills have a legitimate shot. They're playing better. Um, I just wish they didn't lose that stupid Arizona game with the with the Hale Murray. They would have. Yeah. They would actually be 11 and 2 right now. Um, tied with Pittsburgh, you know, for second place. Actually, they would be in second place because of the tie, the tiebreaker. But uh, we are here. Here we here we are. So we'll see how it goes for the rest of the year. Let's get into the picks. Oh, bed. Um, we didn't do terrible last week. You know, I think I went thirteen and three. You went twelve and four. So not bad there. Um, obviously we had that. Buff- Did you really pick Buffalo? I thought you picked Pittsburgh, my friend. Did you no, pick I, Buffalo? I, I, I picked Buffalo. I remember I changed it. If I well, I had James Conner playing, but because of the way that I saw Pittsburgh playing, I went with Buffalo. I changed okay. it at the end. I'm pretty sure I changed it at the oh, end. Okay. These, these things right. are on wax. These things are on yeah, wax. Yeah, we might have to review the tape, folks. Oh, go ahead and <laughs> review the tape. Go ahead and review the tape. Oh, I'll keep my lead. Don't you worry, Sherman. I'll keep yeah. my lead. All right, all right, all right. We'll fix that in editing, if anything. Okay. <laughs> Garçon, Garçon, check the tape, please. Thank you. <laughs> you know, we got quite the staff over here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's get into the week 15 picks. Um, we did throw our picks out there on the Twitter account. So anyone who follows us at the WWDNT, 
We did throw those out the other night before the Thursday night game. Unfortunately, both Obed and I did pick Las Vegas to beat the Chargers. Of course, we know though that didn't happen. So there that goes. You know what's funny? I did want to pick LA, but the last second I just I changed it. I went, 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 went with Vegas, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, starting with Saturday's matchups, we have two Saturday games this week. Buffalo at Denver. I think we all know where I'm going here. I'm going with Buffalo, Denver, you know, with their rotation of QBs. It's like a, it's like a carousel of Q quarterbacks in there in Denver. So I'm going with the Bills all day, baby. Awesome, 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 awesome. I yeah. love to agree with you on that one. I'm, I'm definitely going for the Bills all day. This is a Denver team that is just not good. So Yep. Carolina at Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. Pfft probably the best team in the nfc you know what i mean so yeah. even though you got the saints there too i get it but man aaron Rodgers is that bad man let's go packers i'm gonna go packers as well yep uh next up tampa bay at atlanta i think this is an easy one tampa bay all day atlanta is just playing subpar football i think they're wasting matt ryan and julio jones's prime out there you know because it's going to be gone soon i think they both need a new scene some new scenery or bringing the pieces that can help them get better but i'm going with the bucks yeah, and Julio's not playing this week, so I'm definitely they're not gonna, they're gonna oh. be one man down. I'm gonna go Tampa Bay. Oh, there you go. Without Julio, man, they don't they don't have a shot, dude. It's yeah. it and, and it is unfortunate, dude. It really is, but I think Atlanta needs to make some changes. I know we they got rid of the coach and all that, but they definitely need, need to make some changes all around in that uh yeah. in that organization. Uh next up, San Francisco at Dallas. I'm actually gonna go Dallas in this one, dude. Um, I know San Francisco just got beat by Washington. They probably wanna, you know, some you know, when I turn around Nick this week, I'm gonna go Dallas here. Uh, I'm going to actually go San Francisco. I just, now that I just saw that George Kittle is coming back, he might be, Ooh. he might be starting. He's been is practicing. He? Is all, yes, this okay. is the lever. He has been designated to return from IR. What that really means is that he'll probably just get the lion's share of work, but gives them something to actually have mm. some motivation to run the ball a little more, a little effectively. Jeff Wilson has been running well for them. Uh, you know, Kyle Juszczyk is back on here. I think they're starting to open up the playbook a little bit like they do at the end of the season every year for these guys. Mm. Um, um, I, I think San Francisco will come out and win this game. Dallas just it doesn't Jimmy, look strong. Jimmy G is still out, correct? I think they're a better team without him playing. Really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're going San Fran. All right. All right. Let's yeah. keep, keep it going. Detroit at Tennessee. Tennessee all the way here. Detroit, they just don't have anything. They don't have enough firepower. So Tennessee. I'm going Tennessee if they're going to let King Henry come out here and rush the way he's been running. Yep. Houston at Indianapolis. I think we're both going to Indianapolis here. Houston, I, feel, I just feel bad for Deshaun Watson. They just feel bad. I do, but apparently Deshaun Watson and Houston broke some COVID-19 protocols, so we'll see if this game even gets played. Oh, oh, got him. That's going to oh. be interesting. So, all right, this late in the season, who knows if they can make, even make it up. Yeah. Uh, New England at Miami. Um, I'm going to go with your squad, New England, dude. Um, I mean, Miami is a tough defensive team. I think they're going to... You know what? Go, go ahead, Obey. Talk about your your pick here, dude. So gonna... I had Miami on the mm -hmm. defensive side of it, but right. I went New. I did not go New England when they played against the Los Angeles Chargers, and I may have bit off more than I can chew. Maybe I took no. I think Bill Belichick is like twenty three and zero or twenty four and zero against rookie quarterbacks, mm -hmm. uh, and then you know maybe I didn't take that to account that while on the offensive side it is Josh McDaniels against the defensive coordinator doing whatever Josh can to keep them in the game, hmm. it is a rookie quarterback against one of the best defensive minds in the game. So, you know, yes. I, I, I yeah. didn't give you him know, that credit. I was going to switch my pick to Miami because of the defense, but you're right. Two is the rookie QB. Yeah, New England. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, he's not getting a lot of help from Tua's not getting a lot of help from his wide receiver core, but he's not coming out here and beating Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick has been playing this thing since he was a defensive coordinator for the uh, the New York Giants when they won Super Bowls. So, exactly. you know, so, give him the credit where it's due. Yep, Chicago at Minnesota, uh, Vikings all the way here in this one. Bears, who knows? Trubisky, Foles, whatever it is, doesn't matter. It's going to go Vikings. Yeah, I'm going to go Vikings. I mean, glad to see them uh, at least healthy at this point in the season. They're not the gr a great roster, but Dalvin Cook is running well. Adam Thielen is back playing as well as he can. Um, I'm going to go Minnesota. Yep, Seattle at Washington. Just kind of talked about that. Dwayne Haskins going to be suiting up for the football team there. So uh, Seahawks all the way. Seahawks all the way. Yeah. Yep. Jacksonville at Baltimore. Obviously, Jacksonville, one-win team. We already know. Let's go Ravens. Listen, if Lamar, this is the beauty of Lamar Jackson, he can drop a deuce and then come out here and drop a dime. I'll give him that one. Let's go Baltimore. <laughs> oh, man. He says it was cramps. He's running in. He, you saw that. Everyone saw the footage doing that. Everyone waddle. saw the footage. That waddle is, a, I got to I gotta take a number two waddle. We all know what it is, dude. Don't, don't, when it, don't, for me, on. it was when the person that the personnel individual came out of the uh, the door that he was trying he's to go like, into and was like, real to get out the way. Yo, I'm about to put my pants. And he's, saying, he, he's trying to say, he keeps trying to say it's cramps. You ain't. You ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got, got to lie, lie Craig. Okay? You ain't got to lie. You say you have to go to the bathroom, so it we'll happens. Say, it's it's part of life, dude. Right? Yeah. Dan Marino said, listen, I had to go to the bathroom one time. It is what it is, it right? Is. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we got the Jets at New York at uh, Los Angeles. Uh, Los Angeles. Obviously, the Jets are the worst team in football. And I'm pretty sure I said it before the season started, they would be the worst team in football. So it's, they're going to keep that. You know what? They got the best, they got the best streak they're going alive this, uh, into the, this, this season. They are winless. <laughs> so they're going to keep it going. Yep, well, I can't wait to see the uh, documentary about this season, the, the, the winless Jets. Yeah, and, and terrible Adam Gase. Uh, Rams all the way. I'm, right. gonna, I'm going with the Rams too, absolutely. Uh, obviously, Philadelphia and Arizona. I like this matchup. Jalen Hurst, Kyler Murray, similar playing styles. I like this matchup a lot, but I am actually going to go with Philadelphia in this one, dude. Okay. So one thing I noticed is when Seattle played Arizona, and one thing they knew how to do well was play a rushing quarterback because that defense plays against a running quarterback all the time. Now, is he going to be limited in his weapons? I think, to be quite honest, I think the Eagles have more weapons than the Seahawks do. Let's let's throw it out there. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that they are prepared to play against a player like this because they know what he's capable of. And really, they're not asking Jalen to do a lot. You know, 17 to 30 for one. 167 and a touchdown that's not it's not a lot that's not ran, a lot because he, he ran the ball so well because he ran mm. the ball a lot and i mean if it comes down to knowing how to play a running quarterback i feel like they'll be able to figure it out i mean i'm gonna go with arizona um you know i'll split hairs on how it'll turn out but i think arizona especially at home has, mm -hmm. the, has the upside okay we'll see how it goes kansas city at new orleans big matchup here patrick mahomes and we said it drew Brees will be playing this weekend i think they're rushing him back a little too soon from those broken ribs and stuff like Agreed. that because i think sean payton was just saying like three days ago it's too soon to tell. It's too soon to tell. Now all of a sudden, boom, you're you want to you're bringing it back. Oh, he's good to go, dude. It's too soon to tell. And dude, your your backup quarterback didn't play terrible, dude. Honestly, I don't. Where is Jameis Winston in all this, bro? Is he? They they do not believe in him that much. Wow, wow. I don't. I don't think they. At the end of the day, I don't think that they planned for him to be on the roster this year. So he's just been running scout team for them. It gives them a real arm to play against in the back. Uh, and there's a comfort level with Sean Payton knowing that Taysom Hill has already known all the plays, already knows the playbook, that it's easier for him to move to Taysom Hill. But again, he should have been prepping. I don't know. I just, it's it's a snub just, to me. It's a snub to me. I agree. Um, yeah, I'm shocked as well. E either way, I'm going to go with Kansas City in this one, right? Yeah. 
uh, Kansas City. But I do think that Jameis Winston is going to be the quarterback of the future. Okay. Uh, Cleveland at the New York football Giants. I'm going to go Cleveland. Giants just playing, you know, they're just not, you know, they don't have that offensive powerhouse that Cleveland has in, their, in that run game, especially. Um, Daniel Jones doesn't have any weapons, so I'm going to go with the Browns. Yeah, I don't actually know what the Giants are doing in general, um, so I'm going to go with the Browns. <laughs> yep. And the last match of Monday Night Football, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Obviously, Pittsburgh will get an easy W here. Cincinnati easily playing, playing with their backup QB, so you know it is what it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Pittsburgh all the way. Yep. Uh, I think that is going to do it for us this week, folks. Here on What's the Word, Demi. We appreciate you tuning in. Obed, any last words for the people before we sign off this week? Uh, next week, we want to think about family. We want to think about, mm. uh, let's be thankful for, you know, being able to have this time to spend with each other while, you know, the, the pandemic has not been great to us. Know that this is more time at home that you can spend with your loved ones and potentially on Zoom than you ever would have got through the year, you know? Yeah. So, you know, try to find the silver lining in that and have a good time with fans and family. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well said, my friend. Folks, don't forget to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and of course on Twitter at VWWENT. For all bed, I am Sherm. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Happy holidays.